Welcome to the Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Monday, November 28th, 2022. Coming right up, we're talking about Satan again, and we're going to go into Ezekiel chapter 28, one of the greatest chapters ever written, identifying Satan as the treasure of the world. But first, please consider your part in the many member body of Christ. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry partner up with the Companion Chapel. Go to companionchapel.com or whatever God-given talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. Help glorify, magnify, and broadcast God's saving word. Now let's turn with me in your Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 28. Now we're fresh off um, Genesis chapter 3 talking about the serpent, which we know is the same entity as the dragon and the devil. Satan simply means adversary, 53 times in your Bible. Devil, 64 times, slanderer. Dragon, 35 times. is a figurative description of the devil. People look upon it with fascination as it's written. The whole world wanders after Satan. But here we are in Ezekiel chapter 28. We're talking about what this tree of knowledge of good and evil that we uh, did quite a lengthy broadcast on the other day and I kind of stopped it short at 50 minutes but also if you would like to read more about that tree Daniel chapter 4 obviously which I left out because of just for the sake of time and now we're talking about Satan is the treasure of the world now just watch this this is the greatest thing Ezekiel chapter 28 the word of the Lord came unto me and saying son of man you Ezekiel saying to the prince of Tyrus thus saith the Lord now, prince means leader, and we're talking about Tyre back then, the leader, the ruler of the world treasury. Now, Tyre was destroyed then for an example, destroyed by tyrants, historically outside the Bible, Alexander, and afterward, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. Tyre means rock. It's your fake rock. Don't put your trust in that rock. Our Lord Jesus Christ is your rock, your only stability. Now, all these things, all these prophecies were written in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. These were all examples to us as it's written in the Bible. So when we're saying the Prince of Tyre here, nobody cares about the Prince of Tyre from forever ago. We don't care. We're talking about what this prophetically means, a prophetic import. The Prince of Tyre, the leader, the treasure of the world. Now, this treasure of the world before we go any farther, and this is the greatest thing. Prince Charles himself, I'm going to read a quote from the Prince of Wales. He's now King Charles himself. Hey, guess what? You think think King Charles doesn't know this book? King James, he's in the ancestry of King James, the great, 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 whatever, grandfather. He knows. So here's Prince Charles. Now, King Charles now, now listen carefully to his speech at the opening ceremonies on climate change in Glasgow 2021. The opening speech ceremonies. Okay, this is, this is what he said. We're talking about this world leader, the ruler of the world treasury. He says, and I quote, With trillions at his disposal, far beyond the global GDP, beyond the governments of the world leaders, his disposal. Who, who's this one with? trillions at his disposal well we know because we're going to read about it right now in Ezekiel chapter 28 it 
offers the only prospect for fundamental economic transition. It, its system of things. And all the world leaders were sitting there just staring at him. Saw Biden there, we saw a whole bunch of billionaires there, the same old billionaires that are running the shadow government of the world. And we talk about this, we're gonna talk about this in the next bunch of lessons. But here we have it, the Prince of Tyre. We're talking about this entity, Satan himself, the treasure of the world. Because thy heart is lifted up and thou hast said, I am God, I sit in the seat of God, in the midst of the seas. And we're not talking out here, one of these oceans. Always translate within your Bible. The Bible contains its own glossary that's God's trademark stamp of validity. Those glossary threads that run through the Bible make up the structural fabric of the key of David itself. Revelation 17, the seas, the waters, are the people's multitudes, nations, the tongues. He's not sitting in the middle of the ocean saying, I'm God. No one cares. Some guy's sitting out in the middle of the ocean claiming he's God. Talking about this guy, this entity, Satan. Yet thou art a man and not God, though thou hast set thy heart of God. Now this word man here, it's Adam, but not Adam. It just means man. It denotes origin. It's being made from the dust. And this very chapter will teach us exactly what that means. It just means an individual of low degree. Who's sitting there thinking he's God? Well, we know from Isaiah chapter 14. This is what Satan says. For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. Stars always use... Not always, but it's used as personage throughout the Bible. That's a great thread. And we've studied that before. The word stars is kabah. Ka, kabah. And it means bright, shining life forces. Jesus Christ is our morning star. All the stars sang for joy for God. All his children, that's us, were the bright, shining life forces. One third of his stars fell. It's mortifying. That's us. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. That's what Satan thinks. He thinks he's all that. He thinks he's God. He thinks he's going to pull this off. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Translate again, the clouds of witnesses. I'll be like the most high. Okay. That's what Satan thinks. And I always have to read the next verse. It's one of my favorites. God says, yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit. God's going to mop him up in a bucket and slosh him down there. Don't get mopped up with Satan, this entity. This is who we're talking about here. Behold, thou art wiser than Daniel. Hey, Daniel was no slouch, man. But this means wiser in his own eyes. Daniel, as far as wisdom, was an example of righteousness. Not this guy. He just thinks he's smart. There is no secret they can hide from me. That's a really daunting verse. It's almost suggestive that he can read your thoughts and intents. Just be careful. With thy wisdom and thy understanding, thou hast gotten the riches, thou hast gotten gold and silver into thy treasuries. Yeah, by trafficking, merchandise, moving and trading, using humanity as a commodity, surplus and expendable. That's what this white man's construct, this dangerous system of things. That's what the word beast means in when it's referred to. Now, beast translated five from five different words that mean five different things, and the translators just use the word beast. Beast means uh, when the beast shall hate the whore, 
when it's talking about the beast systems. The beast means dangerous system of things. It's a dangerous trap. Don't get trapped up in it. It will actually hunt you down. It hunts you down from birth, according to Revelation chapter 12. It'll get you to go to high school, get you to get a job, and, and it'll bind you in and have you living in a quiet desperation in some unsatisfying job, always chasing your longings and wantings. That'll be good. That's your slave now. Be careful. He's good at it. He's great at it. He's the best at it. Trapping humanity into this white man's construct. Now watch this. By thy wisdom and by thy traffic has thou increased riches, and thy heart is lifted up because of thy riches. Oh yeah. Money by self-pride. You see that from you see that all over the place. But with this guy, Satan, he he tries to buy, he buys us. He uses us as merchandise. Okay. Verse 6. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, because thou hast set thy heart as of God, and we just read that in uh, Isaiah chapter 14. Behold, therefore, I will bring strangers upon me, upon thee, the terrible of the nations, and they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. Strangers. That's the actions of the enemy within. That's a verb. It's zor in the Hebrew. The beast shall hate the whore. The beast supports the whore. The whore is Satan's consort. That's his ideologies. That's his wisdom. That's why it's feminine in the Bible. That's why the whore in Revelation chapter 18, I, I'm no widow. Who's this consort? Satan himself. The adversary. The slanderer against all the slanderer. That's against everything that's true. He's fascinating to look at. Like it's, like John in the book of Revelation just was astonished. Like this guy really almost pulled it off and he's going to drag a lot of people down to the sides of the pit with him. And we'll get to the book of Revelation soon. But it's important to find out who this entity Satan is. Written 53 times in the Bible. 64 times. Like it just goes on and on. Here's a whole bunch of his other names here. I couldn't even get them on one sheet. One sheet of paper. I'll bring strangers upon me. That's the actions of the enemy within. And the terrible of the nations. Terrible is aritz in the Hebrew. It means tyrants and mighty oppressors. We're talking the billionaires of planet Earth that defy God's laws, have no respect for God's laws. They GMO the whole planet. God move over. God is the creator. Mankind is the exterminator. Just destroying the ecosystem. You'd be hard-pressed to find a river you can just go get a drink of water out of without getting sick. All the fish are polluted. The land's polluted. Factory farming is ecologically unsustainable. And mankind's system of things is ecologically impossible. It's all for traffic, for money. It's the same people getting richer and richer and dangling that carrot in front of people. Here, you can have this... If you work hard for us, you're just working into white man's construct, into the treasure of the world, who has trillions at his disposal. More than the GDP of the whole planet, King Charles tells us. Isn't that the greatest thing? Okay, the terrible of the nations. And they shall draw their swords against the beauty of thy wisdom, and they shall defile thy brightness. They shall bring thee down to the pit, and thou 
shall die the deaths of them that are slain amongst the seas that are already going down there. The wicked shall destroy evil. The evil one is Satan himself. Why? What's their swords? You think they got a Hanzo Atari sword coming out of their mouth? Like on Kill Bill or something? No. The sword is what comes out of their mouth. The ideologies that they think they know how to govern planet Earth. Mankind has a 100% failure rate at governing ourselves. 100%. These places like American people are, are awesome people. Well, they're behind the... American people are awesome people. But it's American policy that fuels this. Where do people, where does this American policy come from? Does it come from God? Absolutely not. They call it democracy. It's not democracy at all. Corporate or uh, capitalism has overrun democracy into imperialistic capitalism, into corporocracy, imperialistic corporatocracy. It's all about money. It's all about right, sacrifice humanity for short-term profit. Humanity versus the economy, and humanity's losing. And this is what happens. God's judging this. Are you playing into that? Or are you playing into what God says here? Let's see. I skipped over this word beauty. Okay, beauty. is yafa in the Hebrew. It's splendid, magnificent appearance, high rank and social importance. He was the covering cherub, second in command. Defile thy brightness, and they shall bring thee down to the pit. And when you're there, will you say this, Satan? Will you say, before him that slayeth thee, I am God? Are you going to look at God where you're at the bottom of the pit? An individual of low degree, are you going to say, hey, I'm God? No, it's curtains for you. But thou shalt be a man and no God. And that's a man that's an individual of low degree. In the hand of him that slayeth thee. Thou shalt die the deaths of the uncircumcised. By the hand of the strangers. For I have spoken it, saith the Lord God. That circumcision of the heart. We know that from the New Testament. I can do a, an hour about circumcision. Circumcision of the heart. Your heart is, if it's not circumcised, it's closed to God. It's all about being self-centered. It's all about attitudes of just attitudes of ruthless, unadulterated greed. Thou shalt die the deaths of deaths. Okay, that there's a death sentence there. Now that's just the prince. Okay, that's just means the ruler. Prince is nakid in the Hebrew means ruler. Talking about the same guy here, son of man, take up a lamentation against the king of Tyrus. Now, king means foundations of power, and who's, in tr who's, who's at the top of the foundations of power? Well, this one who has trillions. Okay, Tyrus. Saying to him, Thus saith the Lord, Thou sealest up the sum of full of wisdom and perfect and beauty. Magnificent appearance, high social importance. Okay, God, what the, how this verse reads, God created Satan in the full power and the beauty and wisdom in the highest supernatural order. So we're not talking about who cares who the king of Tyrus was way back then? Whippy-doo, that's a long time. I'm talking about here and now. This is prophecy. Now this identifies where he was. Thou hast been in Eden. That's where it started. He was the serpent, the shining, glistening one who has words of a serpent that will bite you. Now we just did the whole serpent one. Go back to that lesson if you want. He was in Eden. The garden of God. Puts Eden in the garden of God the same place. Every precious stone was I covering the sardis, topaz, diamond, the barrel, ox, jasper, sapphire, emerald, copper, of gold, 
The workmanship of thy tabernacles of thy pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou was created. Satan wasn't born, he was created. Thou art appointed cherub that covereth. We watched him. When we all sang for joy, I have to read Job chapter 38. I just have to. So in Job chapter 38, verse 7, I'm just going to read it how, it, how it's really translated. All the stars sang together, sons of God, the angels. When was that? This, is, this should read, overcome with joy, singing out since the dawn of time. Stars, all shining life forces. That's me, that's you, that's us. Overcome with joy, singing out in union all together and shouting out for joy. Every single one of us in totality, the children of God, shouting out for joy. Revelation 4, God created us for his pleasure. He was there. Look at this tabernacle and thy pipes. Satan was a musician. Just like his offspring, Cain and the Kenites. Which were, that's going to be the greatest lesson. And don't miss that lesson on Cain and the Kenites. And who they are today. A lot of Bible teachers, and I pray for everybody, put all the evil in the world on the boxes and the Philem and Raphium. No, man, those guys were a bunch of dumbasses. I'm telling you, Cain and the Kenites. Cain means acquisition. They buy and sell, acquire, accumulate. Okay, that's another that's another subject for the next time. We're talking about Satan himself here. He was the a covering cherub. He got removed. I have set thee so that was on the, on the holy mountain of God, that was walking on the holy mountain of God, that was walked up and down the midst of the stones of the fire. Satan's Satan was roaming on the on the living altar of God. When we went to sing for joy, as it's written, in the age that was, in Job 38, verse 7, which I just read, he would have been there looking down on us. What happened? Remember Revelation 12, one-third of the stars, these bright shining life forces, were cast to earth. That's us, to pass through the matrix once born innocent woman. To give us a chance to come to terms with what's inside of us that is not conducive to a place of peace beyond our present comprehension. Obviously, all the evil in the world is instigated by this Satan, the adversary, and perpetuated by the human heart. Look at the planet today. People say, well, it's hell it's hell like we're walking it god gives us a way out that was perfect in thy ways from the day that i was created satan god loved this guy he's created in the highest supernatural order he loves Satan. do you think this imagine god's emotions our emotions are natural his emotions are supernatural satan turned on him Till iniquity was found in thee, iniquity, ethical wickedness, moral depravity, social injustice, spiritual corruptness. He challenged God's sovereignty. Right in the first pages of your Bible, what does Satan do? He cast doubt on the truth. So you have to, if you want to be a lawyer, that's there, there you go. Cast doubt on the truth. Satan tried to lawyer God's words. Right to Eve, starts lying. Tries to set people back on their heels. Satan says, you can be as gods. Remember what he said to Eve? Yep, what I produce, take it in, digest it. Food for thought, you take this in. Satan is saying, when he says you can become as gods, that Satan is saying, forget about Yahweh, forget about your heavenly father. You are your own god now, you're as gods. That's what gods in the small g means in the Bible. 
You rule or judge yourself. You judge what is right and wrong for your convenience. Selfish Habakkuk chapter 1 teaches people that believe in themselves as obstinate, stubborn, egotistical people. People that govern themselves according to their own rules, ignoring God's rules. And then he gives Cain the opportunity to repent. He says, if thou doest right, Cain, on biblical conditions denoting free will choice, God will not violate the principles of free will. You cannot violate the principles of God without consequence. This is what he said to Cain in Genesis 4-7. He can be as God's. He says it to all of us. If thou doest the right accepted thing, your thoughts, your intentions, your actions, you will be raised up, lifted up from your fall back into the kingdom of heaven. We do that now by repenting and meaning it. Thoughts, intents, actions. You talk it and you walk it. But if, if there's a condition, Cain, and for all of us today, you choose not to do the right thing, sin lieth at the door, and your desires and longings shall rule over you. It's your free will choice to serve rich white man's construct. If your free will choice, it's your free will choice to beg like a dog licking his master's hand, fruitlessly chasing the meaninglessness and insincerity of the superficial world and the absolute emptiness of the material world. That's Satan's iniquity. That's what he, hey, he was, we were all looking up to this guy. How couldn't we? Look at how he's described here. Covering cherub. He looked down on us. He gave it. He put this in us. And one third of us followed him. Me, you, and Jesus Christ suffered for us and because of us and for me and because of me to give us a way out. Because we did this. We didn't, he didn't have to come down here. Jesus didn't have to manifest a little lower than the angels. He knew he was going to suffer. He knew Satan was going to mop the floor with his physical body. But, Satan, but Jesus Christ got to say this that no person could say. This is how Jesus Christ paid the price for us as our Redeemer, the kinsman Redeemer of the whole human family. No guile, no malice, no corruption was found in him. He took the lowest earthly position for us against this entity. Very tempting. Until you get the love of Christ in your heart and you realize he took the lowest earthly position, innocent, not guilty. And he's the only one, the only one worthy to say, Satan, you got nothing on me. When that blood spilt, I gave Jesus Christ the universal right to set up a kingdom of heaven that will not allow evil, will not accommodate evil. It is a kingdom of heaven that is bonafide, valid, legit. He suffered for us to do that. Glory the cross. Or you can follow this, all your vain curiosities that will get you nothing, the emptiness of the material world, the absolute meaninglessness and insincerity of the superficial world. By thy multitude of thy merchandise, they have filled the midst of thee with violence, and thou hast sinned. Therefore I cast thee as profane out of the mountain of God. I will destroy thee, O covering cherub, from the midst of the stones of the fire. He's removed as a cherub. Revelation 12, 9. Cast to the earth, this little tiny planet, this little film of air, prince of the air, as it's written. In Ephesians chapter 1, this little troposphere, five miles of air, we look out into the universe, it's infinity. It's beyond our current understanding and perception of physics. 
But God's there running a circuit. The other two-thirds of the angels that didn't fall rejoice when one of us repents. Why? Because they want their brothers and sisters back. Stop following this guy. It's very tempting. But it becomes not tempting for us. That's why he says, Jesus Christ says, I'll get you out of the hour of temptation. How's that? That space of time. We're living it right now. This is the hour of temptation for me, you, all of us. Hour just means space of time. It's not tempting to us. It's not tempting to me. I just don't, I just don't care. All I care about is where we go when we die. You, me, and the whole human family. What's most important? Place a peace beyond our present comprehension. This is such a short vapor of time and people get so wound up in themselves in these end times, it's even written by Peter. Even people claiming to be righteous, think they're righteous, won't get into heaven. Jesus Christ says, depart from me, you never took the time to get to know me. And to get to know me, I'm your father, I'm teaching you. I'm your teacher, your master, your rabbi, Lord Jesus Christ, walked amongst us. He's your counselor, your wonderful counselor. He's wisdom personified. This is the enemy. You can't walk with God while you're still holding the devil's hand. We're talking about him here. The heart was lifted up because of thy beauty. Again, splendor, magnificent appearance, high rank, social importance. We see his henchmen right now. The billionaires of planet Earth, all the big world investors, global growth, global spending, global investment. Progress, profit, materialism, consumerism. It's all ecologically impossible. It's all oppressive. It's all corporateocracy run by a United States of America policy. Imperialistic corporateocracy. Capitalism. But we want to call it democracy. It's not democracy at all. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities and by the iniquity of thy traffic. Therefore I will bring forth a fire from the midst of thee. It shall devour thee. Sanctuary. Key word here. Watch this. Key word. When you see the word mayor in Genesis chapter 1, 14, the two unique light givers, that masculine now mayor, is never used like all the other commentary bandit $3 Bill preachers say that that's the sun, the moon, and the stars. No, it's not, because the greater the two unique light givers, the lesser the two unique light givers. That word is mayor. It's in the sanctuary. It's only used of the light in the sanctuary. It's used as personage of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's the masculine noun. Sanctuary. Mikdash, sacred holy place. He defiled thy sanctuaries. He was the covering cherub. The meor, that masculine noun that is only used in the Bible, the two unique like givers. That's what he defiled. The sanctuary. Defiled, that means violated the honor. That's kahalah in the Hebrew. Defiled, violated the honor and integrity of God's ruling law and sovereignty and tried to suck one third of us in and he did. Where's the other two thirds? Just sitting there waiting. Repent, just get over it and come back to a place of peace, a place of eternal friendship, a place of safety, a place of certainty. That's what God is all about. Governmental perfection, ordinal perfection. It's waiting for you. And we pray for you. We pray for the whole human family. When you pray for your enemies, yeah, you don't like what they're doing. You pray for their soul. 
dude, let it go, man, so we can get on with the eternity and get rid of this guy. Thou hast defiled thy sanctuaries by the multitude of thine iniquities, ethical wickedness, moral depravity, social injustice, all over planet Earth here, spiritual corruptness. Therefore, I'll bring fire from the midst of thee, it shall devour thee, and I shall bring thee to ashes upon the earth in the sight of them that behold thee. Hey, it's curtains. That's the only dust sentence written in the Bible so far. It's curtains. Curtains for you, Satan. The lesser of the two unique light givers, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the serpent, the dragon, the devil. The... Satan himself. Like, we really don't know Satan's real name people would worship it but they worship the name satan any anyway it's a trait now and it has it has descriptive qualities in it that's the geniusness of the bible it's got trademark stamp of validity and they that 19 to finish up all they that know thee among the people shall be astonished at thee they shall be a terror thou shall be a terror and never shall thou be any more it's over finish Revelation 17. He thinks he'll be back, but he won't. Ends Revelation chapter 20. This word terror is Balaha. It means the king of destruction. The architect of all the dreadful events and calamity. Satan himself. The treasure of the world. Wasn't that just the greatest thing as we're going through this little series on Satan and who Satan is? Beyond your current understanding of physics, beyond your current perception of physics, get over it. Even King Charles knows. And he's probably smarter than he looks. I want to thank you very much for watching. The Companion Chapel is a registered nonprofit ministry. Partner up with the Companion Chapel. Let's make this greatest broadcasting centers ever. I'm going to show you around a little bit. I'm going to try and talk into the microphone. Just to show you, because I talk about, uh, I moved into this abandoned farmhouse. I didn't have any insulation for a couple years, but your donations have allowed me insulation. I'm going to show it to you just so you can see where your donations go. Watch this. Look at that, isn't that just the greatest thing? There's insulation in here. And got this little stove going. Yeah, I live far below the poverty line. But this is my obsession to teach God's word. Check it out here. There's a companion chapel homestay community. You come out here, put your mobile home here, put your shipping container home here, put your little home here. And I want to thank you very much for watching. Isn't that just the greatest thing? I want you to have yourself the greatest day. Get in touch with me at Companion Chapel email. That's companionchapel at gmail.com. That's your call to action. Be somebody. Get involved today. Let's teach this Bible, me and you, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, right from the manuscripts, through the lexicons, and out through any version you want, for your certainty, your understanding, so we can get back together as a, a whole human family for God's joy, for his pleasure, for his glory. I want to thank you very much for watching. Have yourself a great day, and bye.